Powerful Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 90 of the Powerful Content Podcast. I've got a new format episode for you today, and I'm looking forward to hopefully bringing some more of these types of episodes to you in the future. So in these Talk It Out with Mel episodes, my clients and members will be bringing real-life contenty challenges to the table so we can talk it out and hopefully find some sort of solution or resolution. Because sometimes all we need is an outsider's perspective, someone to ask us the right questions or a gentle nudge in the right direction. (laughs) It's my aim for every person who talks it out with Mel to walk away with at least one actionable item that they can implement to get closer to their goal. So having said all of this, the first cab off the rank to talk it out with Mel is Kaz Parrott from Raising Connected Kids. Welcome to the podcast, Kaz. Thank you, Mel. I didn't realize I was the first off the rank. You are. You are the very first one. So congratulations. Exciting. <laughs> but before we dive into your question today, Kaz, I would love for you to give my listeners just a, a little bit about you and your business and who you're here to serve. Sure, I'd love to. So my name is Kaz Parat and I'm from Raising Connected Kids. And I work as, it's a bit of a niche actually, I work as a children's emotional well-being coach. So what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm a qualified teacher, but nowadays I prefer to call myself a coach because I'm... I'm like that heart-centered teacher and I realize not all teachers are I don't know I guess connected in that way to hmm. the children's well-being. So, yeah, academics are important, but my focus for the last 5 years has purely been about children feeling good about themselves understanding their emotions and all those tricky situations and just helping them navigate their way through life pretty much. So I'm like a little cheerleader for children who I work with. I get to know them, the real true version of themselves and help them yeah, get through life without so much stress and worry, which a lot of our young people have nowadays there's a lot more pressures in the world than most of us mamas had Mm. (laughs) growing up and so yeah I just I'm yeah a cheerleader for kids holding them their hands through the challenges and cheering them on through their successes as well 
Oh, such a beautiful role you play in this world, Kaz. I think it's so important. And I think that you said something really interesting there, that it's not just about the academics, is it, for our kids. It's about their social well-being, their wholeness, and, yeah, them as an entire person. Absolutely. And you know what? Once we get into them feeling good about themselves and we tap into that emotional well-being, the academics come 100%. Yeah, because they feel that confidence to put that energy into their schoolwork and everything else. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Kaz. Now, your question today revolves around podcasting and being a guest on podcasts. So would you like to explain what your challenge is around that topic or what your actual question is? Absolutely. I think I've spoken to you before, Mel, Saying that I do have a plethora of content, actually. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for five years and there, uh, there's so much gold in what I teach and my whole purpose is to make it easy and convenient and effective for families. So it actually would fit perfectly into a podcast. I've taken... The very first steps. It's a bit of a, a bit funny actually. I've recorded my little intro <laughs> and I even have the music selected out, but it's just taking the content of what I teach to the children and putting it into a podcast. And I I have this vision that I want the podcast to, I don't know, this is why I'm here with you, Mel, either part of it to be for the parents and part of it for the children or whether to have two separate episodes, one for parents, one for children. But I really, I want them to link together for it to be something that mums can listen to in the car in small little small little bite-sized, I guess, snippets of what I do with kids in my workshops and in my academy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's around creating a podcast, knowing that you have amazing content already and how to actually translate that into a different piece of content that can serve both parents and their children. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So there's so many things and so many ways that we could could start this conversation off but I just want to start off by saying usually when we're being held back there's one of two things that are holding us back it's around our mindset or it's around not knowing where to start now you have already taken the first steps haven't you to record this podcast you have got the intro you've got the music so you really do have those first steps already mapped out Having said that, though, I think that, you know, whilst I'm not a mindset coach, I don't pretend to be a mindset coach, but I've definitely had some lived experience in in this particular field. And what I usually find with content, that it's not the mindset so much, but it's the not knowing where to start that can lead us into these snowball things of, oh, it's too big, it's too hard, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, and no one wants to hear what I have to say. So it usually comes back to not knowing where to start. Now, not knowing where to start also kind of has two different bits woven into it as well. It's the breaking down the actual steps, you know, what are the, what's the first thing I need to do? What's the second thing? What's the third thing? And you're already well on your way with that. And I know that you've already got uh, so many tools that you've, you've researched and investigated as well that will help you with that. 
But the other part of not knowing where to start is also the intention and the connection back to the purpose of this piece of content. Why are we doing this in the first place? Are we doing it because someone's actually told us that we need to do it or are we doing it for a deeper reason? So you have, you mentioned you have a vision of um, connecting with parents and connecting with children. I want to, I'd love to know from you, why do you want to do that? I know the impact that this learning has on children and families and my belief is that there's nothing wrong with our kids. They just need to be taught these specific skills and strategies. Once they have these skills and strategies, then they can blossom, they can thrive in our world. A lot of I guess it feels like within the education system, a lot of emphasis is on what kids don't have. And there's a bit of a deficiency view in that our kids are lacking social skills. Our kids are um, lacking resilience. I actually don't believe that at all. I think our kids are amazing and so strong. It's just those really simple skills and strategies that need to be taught. If they haven't taught it, how are they going to do it? And I guess what has changed in our society is the opportunities for our kids to learn those skills and strategies. And if it's not being taught at school, us as parents, we were never explicitly taught these skills and strategies, but we had opportunity, we had more opportunities with extended family. We had more opportunities to go and play down the street with our friends. So it's it's not our kids that are lacking in any way. It's just the opportunity. So I would love for this to be an opportunity for our kids to have that education. <laughs> I love that. So from this opportunity for our kids to have this education around the, the simple foundational skills that they need, what would that mean to you? Well, obviously, for myself, it would broaden my audience. So that ability to be able to reach more families, for me, that that's gold. That's, that's my intention to reach and help as many families as I can, help as many children as I can. And I do see podcasting as an opportunity for that to, yeah, to go further afield. Awesome. And so what does that mean to you? What does um, having a greater reach or being able to teach or educate more people mean for you specifically? I guess it it would give mums an idea of what I do. It may give people that connection to who I am as a person and my teaching style, how like I have that genuine (laughs) want to connect to kids. And yeah, and then if they would like to choose to work with me, that would be amazing because I, my academy is the most beautiful community of children and parents. It's the most safe and supportive, yeah, little bubble that we have (laughs) and yeah if we can bring more families into our community I would absolutely love that on a professional and personal yeah level I would love that beautiful 
So how, see how just by with a few questions, you've really got to the heart of why you want to do this and the intention and the purpose behind it. And I can hear it. I can see it too. I'm lucky enough to, to see you on video, but I can hear it in your voice. And I'm sure that all my listeners just heard it as well, the way that you described your community and what you're here to do and how driven you are to help our children with these skills so that they can thrive and prosper through life. So I think that that's really beautiful. The fact that you have that intention, you have that purpose and you are starting to articulate that so it comes to the forefront. And so what I would really love for you to do is just continue to reconnect with that, reconnect with the thought and the idea of why you're actually doing this and who you're doing it for. And then the rest of it will actually come. The other bits will actually fall into place as a result result of that. But let's just, so now we kind of have got to the intention and got to the understanding of why you want to do it. That's to increase your reach, which is to help more people, include them in your beautiful community, and ultimately really to uh, increase clients and have a beautiful business that you really love. What is it about having a podcast? Do you think that you haven't followed through past the first few steps? I I think I've actually pinpointed where it lies. My sessions that I run with the kids, they are very conversational. I run my sessions online and kids are engaged and like I hear I'm hearing about their specific stories and like I get to know their friends and their family, their siblings and everything that's going on with their world. And I guess maybe the obstacle for me is how I take my teaching, which is a bit, like it's conversational, it's a, it's a two-way process, take that and put it into a podcast, which would just be me speaking rather than, yeah, having that exchange between the kids. And even like in my groups, it's between the kids themselves and their exchanges with each other and how, yeah, just how it would feel being just me speaking like a monologue. Yeah, yeah. And I I would have to agree that's probably something that I really, and I still find challenging as well, like what do I talk about? And the fact that when when I'm doing my solo episodes, I don't have that to and fro, that bouncing, that energy, that connection with other people that I so love. And and that's one of the reasons why I chose with my podcasting to have alternative episodes. So to do one solo and then to do one uh, interview because of the fact it was connection that really drives me and connection is one of my top three values as well. So I found a way to weave that into my, my podcasting. I, I think your magic. <laughs> oh, hanging on every word. <laughs> so I think that for you, the challenge here is to bring that energy to, to what you do and find the ways where you can get into the creative flow and bring that to um, your content. So when we're creating content, not only do we need to understand our intention or our purpose, which you know uh, now for your podcast, but we also really need to bring our strengths as well and find the ways that we can interweave our creativity and our flow into a plan. Now, I know that you love planning. I know I know that for a fact, you, you're, you're great at that and you can actually plan out your podcast topics. But how do you put yourself into that creative 
flow. So what is it for you at the moment that, you know, you you feel really high, you feel really joyous, you feel like you want to connect with these beautiful kids? Is there something that happens in your life or something that happens in your day that makes you feel that way? I guess as a person, I have a love of learning. So I think where my skill lies is taking some really complex, complicated. Like ideas or philosophies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And being able to take that knowledge, which is for an adult audience, and then being able to transform it into something that kids can relate to and kids can understand. Uh, and I'm a creative person as well. So I love that being able to like create it, turn it into something that is that is accessible for kids, but also accessible for parents. Parents say to me all the time, like, wow, I wish I knew that. I wish I learned that as a as a child and I do too I wish I learned this as a child so yeah I guess that creativity part of that yeah learning and then turning my the learning into teaching and how do you do that Paz like is there a particular time of day that really you know you get into the flow more or do you plan for it do you batch for it do you you know, does it just whenever you get inspired? How is it that you create? I would have to say I'm a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a juxtaposition because I am a planner, but I inspiration comes, yeah, spontaneously for me. I guess it does for everybody. But yeah, I do love um creating in the moment also. So I ha- I have a broad plan of for example, the different modules or topics that I'm going to be talking about, I have a year plan, and then within those modules, what I'm going to be talking about. But then I'll have strikes of these inspiration. I'm one of those creative people that I can't just use the same <laughs> power of the same um, presentation over and over. I have to keep um, putting my little new inspiration points and touches into it and yeah which um, is not which is not a bad thing right Kaz like there's there's nothing wrong like I think that we we constantly hear this message especially when we're talking about launches in our business and things like that mm-hmm. that you have to you know constantly reuse things and just like do it over and over and over again but I think that not only as a business but as individuals we grow don't we we, we definitely oh. learn new things we get inspired by new things our thought leadership and our message it all morphs over time so yeah it's definitely I don't think that that's a bad thing that, that you're changing things up yeah. all the time and 100 and that's what I teach the kids like we're learning all the time and that learning informs our actions and our behaviors and we want to be able to refine our skills which is exactly what I do with the kids we I teach them the skills they go out into real life they try it out they come back talk about it we refine those skills talk about okay what if this happened how could you have done this differently and I'm living the same I'm doing exactly the same myself with my own business because I was not a business person five years ago and Mm -hmm. I'm constantly learning and refining and 
yeah, improving as I go along also. Yeah, 100%. I think that we all do that most definitely. So you've already identified what your strengths are. You've identified how you love to work and that you can be creative and being creative really gets you excited and inspires Mm. you even further. So I'm, I'm really curious to find out what it is that is stopping you from moving from taking your intro and your music that you've chosen into actual episodes. Is there something that's really bothering you? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> mm. My initial answer would probably still be the tech behind it all. I find that, yeah, tech is something maybe I use it as an excuse. <laughs> it's just a matter of going out and finding out how to do it and yeah maybe I need a podcast coach (laughs) just like (laughs) I coach kids just somebody to (laughs) hold my hand and yeah help me over those obstacles and tell me that that's that's an easy fix we can do that (laughs) okay awesome let's let's just quickly talk about the tech thing Kaz and I think that this is important because in any content creation piece there's always some sort of tech with email marketing there's an email marketing platform with blogs there's your website you know there's always a piece of tech that we need to learn not necessarily master because we can get other people to master but at least learn So when I think of a podcast, I think, well, okay, I'll take a step back. When I used to think of a podcast before I had a podcast, I was overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the thought of where to actually start with the tech, what I needed. For me, what got me moving and momentum was I happened to come across someone that said, these are the 10 steps, follow these 10 steps, use this tech and do not pass go, do not collect 200 and just go and and do it. And I think for me to get started, that was probably one of the best things. But just to give you and my listeners some guidance in terms of the tech, I really think that there's only two different things that you really need to worry about in order to start a podcast, really. Okay, so just there's just the two. We put all of these other, you know, things that we have to do on top of it. Oh, we have to do this. We can't do this until we have this. But really there's two things. And one is um, a way to host your podcast, somewhere to host it. And the second is a way to record it. So when we think about hosting, it's kind of like a website and I don't want to get too techy here, but it's somewhere that perhaps, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify can go to collect your new podcast episode and put it out onto their platform. So you just need a tech that can actually do that where you can upload it And then it goes away and does all of its things and puts it all in the right places. So my couple of suggestions for that is Podbean, which I use. And I know that you've also been looking into Kajabi. So Kajabi also has the functionality to host a podcast as well, which is pretty cool. So that's the only, that's the first side of tech. Now, the second side of tech is just a way to record or edit it, and you can go as simple and as free and as cheap or as expensive as you like, really, because like you said, there are so many options out there. So for me, when I'm recording interviews like this, it's uh, just via Zoom, and if it's by myself, then I use Audacity. You might use a program like GarageBand, especially if you're on Mac or Apple products. And then with the editing side of things, I use Descript, which I I know we were talking about before we came on. Descript and now 
they have just bought a company called Squadcast, which you can use for recording. So I'm looking at using that instead of Zoom for the quality. So it's probably more like a Riverside rather than a Zoom. But really, just use Zoom. Just use Zoom. That's all you need or whatever video recording uh, system that you use. So they're the only two pieces of tech you need. Should you have a microphone? Yeah. But you know what? I know someone who records their their podcast in the car on their phone with their iPhone, with their iPhone headphones. So, you know, it can be done. It's just finding the least resistance to getting it done. So would you be open to then just going and choosing a particular hosting platform and choosing a way to record or edit? Absolutely. I had a play around with audacity already I'm completely comfortable with zoom like that's my platform of choice for video hosting that's what I host all my sessions with um, my academy kids and workshops on zoom so 100% comfortable with zoom I have the microphone The hosting is the area where I am not so familiar. We've had chats previously about Kajabi. I I keep getting nudges that that's the way that I need to go. And and I just need to get in there and set up Kajabi and get started with it and (laughs) build my skills in there just like any other platform. I never knew anything about, as you said, about a website before I started this. I never knew how to do email marketing and now I'm complete I actually just yesterday showed a, a, col- a friend how to do something on MailerLite so it's just a matter of learning it and trying it out right <laughs> absolutely absolutely because practice makes perfect 100% it does so that's the tech side of things we've got a tick on the box there so I would love for you as your action item to go away and make a decision make a decision on those two things by you know say the end of the week can you yeah. do that I absolutely can <laughs> I might even surprise you Mel you might have an answer before the end of the week <laughs> excellent even better even better Okay, so we've covered off the intention, the purpose, we've covered off using your strengths, we've covered off tech. Is there anything else that's bothering you in terms of starting this podcast? Because I truly believe that you are a woman that needs to get your message out there. So is there anything else that's stopping you from creating this beautiful podcast? There's not. I've run out of excuses. (laughs) Watch this space. Awesome. That is so great. And I'm really excited to see where this takes you as well and whether you can um, get those action items and make a decision as soon as possible. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me today. It was fun having having this chat with you. And thank you so much for sharing your challenge with my listeners as well. I know that so many people feel the same thing, whether it's with a podcast, whether it's a blog or a video, you know, those steps of feeling like you don't necessarily have the right mindset or you don't know where to start and then having that intention and having the steps available to you as well. So thank you for sharing that. And I know that they will be truly inspired to to start something. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, Mel. And thank you for holding my hand through this journey. (laughs) Pleasure. I can't wait to see your podcast. Now, this is a little end note because after I stopped recording with Kaz, we continued talking about 
who this podcast should be for. Now, there was two different paths that Kaz could take with this podcast. One was creating it for the kids and the other was creating for the parents. Now, we decided that it made more sense for this podcast to be about the parents because going back to her intention, her purpose for creating this podcast in the first place, it was all around increasing her reach and at the end of the day, expanding her community with more children in her academy. So that's why this podcast would be best for the parents. Now, I'm sure that you heard Kaz's passion (laughs) within this podcast episode and her love of children and teaching them. So I suggested that it might be a good idea that once she had the processes streamlined for the podcast for the parents, that perhaps she could record a podcast, especially for kids, as an additional feature inside of her academy or as a private podcast that parents may need to subscribe to. So that's it for this episode of Talk It Out With Mel. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And if you would like to talk it out with me, make sure you get in contact. All the relevant links are in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, Inspiring Women with Service-Based Businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.